This is the way. Welcome to episode 63 of Too Old for This Podcast. Tonight, Mac returns to join Jared Kev to review a very important episode of The Mandalorian, especially important to fans of the original trilogy, because guess who's back? The return of Boba Fett. That's right. It's chapter 14, The Tragedy. We're talking about it. We're doing it. Honored. Up nerd, let's do this. DJ Cappy. What up, brother man? Brother. Hello. Um. Yeah. I. You know what? I immediately thought about you two guys, and um, I. I knew that I had to talk to you right away because you two guys, I know, uh, you're the Boba Fett fans in my life. You're, and this is important to both of you. Um. What, what we just had this was this was an original trilogy fan moment uh you yeah. know uh mac not an official member of the otog roundtable but could be he's he's of our age group i think he's on the just just on the cutting edge but he's with us uh an original tri- trilogy fan as well um from across the pond yeah. not just and, and let's introduce him since we're already talking to him it's it's mac is back johnny mac from uh, from from england our uk uh contributor and our official ambassador of Boba Fett. Uh, I am a Fett Nazi. Also yes. a Fett. Yes, you Nazi. are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Um, welcome back. Welcome back, Mac. Um, we had to get you back for this because uh, a historic moment, a moment that we've been waiting for, some of us, mm-hmm. for decades. Uh, I. It's it's controversial a little bit. There's some people out there who don't think it should have happened, but I think of any of the characters who you bring back to life, it makes sense to bring back Boba Fett before it made sense to bring back Palpatine. I know that much. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, who, who are these people? Can we disintegrate them? Yes, we? we should. Uh, well, I mean, I, if they don't feel disintegrated right now for the love of the show, like the... <laughs> The outpouring of love for the show is is massive, and the the outcry is is small. I think. Um, yeah, scandalous. You know. Yeah, you know. Eddie, I, 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 I dispute the way it's brought back from the dead. He was never dead. He was until episode one. Schrodinger's fat. Neither alive nor dead. It was neither confirmed or not. Right. In the EU, he survived. In Canada, right. he now survived. So right. yeah. It wasn't plenty, like he was plenty like plenty of legends material. Yeah, it wasn't like he was thrown off a shaft by an asthmatic Sith Lord. So you know, yeah. yeah. And second, like he's he has a jetpack for crying out loud. Yeah, <laughs> he's got and, like and, granted, it was it was it, um uh, damaged before he went in, <laughs> right? But 
Uh, slight damage, yeah. yeah. Slight damage, right? So, well, you know, Beskar armor. He's got He's got enough uh, firepower on him to outgun Schwarzenegger. Come right. on, he was never going to escape a giant uh, Andanus. And by <laughs> the way, the yeah, the Sarlacc pit, even at its worst, even in its '90s digital recreation, which where Lucas somehow thought he was making it better. He made it look like more like a Muppet. Like it, it never was it a look scary like, looking thing. He made it look like um, Seymour from from uh, Little, Little Shop of Horrors. Horrors. Yes, totally. totally. Feed me. Yeah, that's what, that's what he was going for. I mean, it did look like just like a genus without the beast. It needed the beast. Yeah. Yeah. So it never looked like it was worthy of of killing the legendary Boba Fett, everybody's favorite action figure of our generation. Right. Uh, like I. Boba Fett, first, I'm a I'm a Luke Skywalker guy first and foremost, <laughs> but but I have a special place for Boba Fett in my heart. I've told the story a few times, but when I was a kid, I had like three or four Boba Fett action figures. Mm-hmm. I only bought one, and I stole the rest from my friends. Like I I love this character, <laughs> this figure so much that like I I st- I, st- I stole all of my friends Boba Fett figures. Funny. It was a weird thing, a weird thing I did as a ch- as a little kid. Even though Canada never got any of the colors right or not, you know, yeah, but they they did they did see the prototype. I have seen the pictures since it was based on one of the uh, prototypes. It wasn't quite finished yet, so I don't think Canada can, can be blamed for that. But you know, fair enough. It, it, it's still, it's still it's still popular, and the mm. animated one as well. I mean, I've got animated statue for maggots. I've got the you know I've got the original Canon and all the different guises. I mean, I don't think there's a fat figure I haven't got. Hmm. Well, there's going to be more in there after tonight, after that episode. Oh, yeah, of course. There's going to be a new one, Dad Bod Fett. Well, let, yeah. let's, <laughs> we're, we're not going to do a detailed point-by-point uh, point breakdown of this episode because we want to talk about the big picture a little bit more. Everybody's probably seen yeah. it anyway, but we will, we, will, we will say what happened in the episode, okay? Uh you know, it starts with this, with this, with this fun, with this fun, cute scene, which I almost thought was too cute. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's. We're back in the cockpit of the Razor Crest with Mandalorian and uh, Grogu, and the Mandalorian is just over the moon about Grogu being able to use the Force to. He's doing the thing with the ball again. He's trying to play play catch with the Force with Grogu in the ball, and he's like amused. He giggles, and he and he has this line like. Uh, kid, I knew you had powers, but when she said you were trained, it, and then he's like, "I can't believe it" or whatever. Um, it was we- it felt weird to me. It felt like he was almost out of character for mm-hmm. Mandalorian. But I, but it totally reminded me of, and I didn't, I didn't see beforehand. I didn't know who wrote this episode or who directed it, and I, I only found out afterwards. And I was, I was not surprised, but I'm like really happy about it. Um, John Favreau wrote the episode. Robert Rodriguez did directed it, yep. um, and you could tell it's great. Um, but this, but this, my my point was that this scene really reminded me of uh, Happy and Peter Parker on the jet, where you get that 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 like father son relationship. You kind of see it, right? Like developing there. Uh, I I totally felt like like we were we were doing that scene with these two characters. And Mando almost felt like 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 out of character to me, right? Like, like he like he wasn't like that impressed 
in season one when he lifted the mud horn in the air, <laughs> which is like a, a two ton creature. But he's like, gig- he's giggling he was, with glee over the ball. I think he was more he was in much- shock uh, when he lifted the thing because yeah. remember he kind of like paused, looked at him, and like, what the fuck? Kind of moment, right? So. It being bulldozed by a two-ton beast, so, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, well, am I am I really seeing this? You know, it's yeah. kind of a, yeah. A, I guess he maybe you could say he was just still processing it, and it took him a long time because it was such a shocking thing. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Um, anyway, the scene is cute, and uh, it's like a bonding, like father son, like it, like they're really showing you this father son thing in like the warmest, rosiest like spotlight here, um, and and. Then they show you that the title of the episode is The Tragedy. <laughs> and uh, it's like, okay, that, that was a setup for like, oh my God, what's going to happen here? Um, yeah, supposition, really, wasn't it? It's, um, it's a setup to what uh, happens. And uh, Robert Rodriguez uh, wastes no time. Uh, the pacing in this episode is really fast. We get right to the point. We're on Tython. Yeah. We, get to the, we get to the Jedi Temple. Uh, we can't land it on it um which you know for reasons we'll find out later pay off uh in the plot um uh but we, then we get this like an, uh, another cute moment where he mando has to jetpack and carry baby yoda to the top of the the mountain which is a cool looking fun fun scene mm-hmm. um and then we get to this jedi temple and it's got these cool like like old ancient sith language runes on it and he sits Baby Yoda on it, and he's like, oh, it's not working. And then he looks away, and then he looks back, and then suddenly Baby Yoda is surrounded by this giant force field of the Force, which I don't think we've seen before, this kind of visual. It felt like, I wondered if this moment felt like Star Trek, or Star Wars, but or, or Star Trek. It was because- something similar in Rebels. Oh, you know what? I thought of something from the films just now, too. Uh, In, was it uh, Attack of the Clones when Obi-Wan was held prisoner by Dooku and he was in that force field thing that he was floating in? Yeah. 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 Okay, Okay, so it's Star Wars-y. But, okay, it's cool. I'm not going to deny it's cool. So, uh, Grogu is definitely communicating through the force and he's either he's super powerful or this rock is super powerful because there's this, there's this visible force force field around him. And it's, it's just maybe it's equivalent of a 5g antenna. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. and then, um, and then man, as soon as he gets in it, man, the moment where I jumped out of my skin, where I was like, I wasn't sure about this episode yet. Because I felt like the opening scene was a bit like what, uh, but then we get to this moment, and I don't. I, it must be only like five minutes in, if that. Uh, fucking Slave One flies across the sky. Slave One, my favorite ship, beyond any other ship in Star Wars. Slave One is my favorite Star Wars ship, mm-hmm. and I, I, I like had a fan like jumping out of my chest with excitement moment when Oops, that happened. Gives- You've seen how many Slave Ones I've got. I've got every 3.7.5 version. I've just got the new Toy Box one. That's actually got lights and sounds on it. Screw you, Hasbro. It took freaking Disney to do it. And you know what? It was just like... The whole moment, the whole moments was just like you ever seen a bit in Robot Chicken when the kid, when the nerd spots George Lucas. Oh my god, it's George Lucas. That was yeah. every fair. Oh my god, it's Slave One. Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> and 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 I don't I don't want to I don't want to you know we save the predictions for the end of the episode generally, but um, what is Slave One doing here? Like, uh, I have a feeling we're gonna talk about this later. I have a prediction about Slave One. It's pretty obvious what it's gonna be, but but we're talking about it later. Okay. Anyway, Slave One appears, so we know what's going on. Boba Fett's here, mm-hmm. and he's he's obviously been following Mando since. What was it? Uh, episode, episode two this one. season? No, episode, episode one, one this season. He appeared in episode right. one, yeah. Right, right. Which I thought was, uh, <clears throat> I'll be honest, I thought that was a stupid line. Because he's like, I've been following you. And, and I, the first thing I thought in my head was like, dude, you've been following him for six episodes? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I thought that well, was Well, kind of yeah, I mean, I... Time not that much and all that. You know, he's probably being hanging back in system and seeing where he goes. Yeah, I guess. He's wasting still. More disasters. He couldn't really cross him on the ice planet, and he wasn't going to get him back. You know, that is that is very in character for Boba Fett from yeah. the film. But how yeah. many how many days yeah. would that have been? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It would have been like at least a week. <laughs> but that's uh, the kind of hunter, the greatest bounty hunter Boba, Boba of is. all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah he I was guess. talking about the guy floated in garbage just to uh, catch the Falcon. Yeah. So and, so anyway. Mando kind of panics because he sees somebody's here. He doesn't know it's Boba Fett. We know it's mm-hmm. Boba Fett. Um, but he's somebody's here and he knows it's trouble. And he's like, okay, we got to leave now. And he tries to grab Grogu and the force field repels him. And then there's this cool, like, effect on the Mandalorian's voice when he's talking to Grogu. And we're seeing from Grogu's perspective inside the force field. And I felt like that's going to pay off somehow. Like, we're, that voice, that audio effect has to come in like Grogu's got to talk to somebody in this, in this field. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, but um, it would, but we get to get that, that little, t- that little t- taste of it. And, but we got the, like the demonstration of how powerful this force field was. Mando can't get to Grogu. So he's like, okay, I guess I'm going to try to buy you time. And he runs down to like, see who's on that ship. Yeah. And then we get the meeting. We get the meeting with Boba Fett, the big moment. Um, and Boba Fett looks all badass. He's dressed in like uh, sand people, Tuscan Raider style robes. He's carrying a gaffy stick, like a Tuscan Raider. Um, and uh, yeah, we get like the he gets to it right away. I'm here for my armor. Uh, Mando's like, "Are you Mandalorian?" He's like, "I don't know." He's like, "It was my dad's. My dad was a foundling." Whatever. Uh, if you give me the armor, I'll help you protect the child uh, because uh, the Empire is just showing up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> by the way, um, were these the same troop carriers from the beginning of uh, of the Force Awakens? Similar. Probably They're very yeah. similar, right? Yeah, similar type of design. I, suppose. I felt like they. I felt like they weren't an original trilogy vehicle. I felt like they were. Closer to a sequel trilogy vehicle. Mm. Well, we never really saw troop carriers in the original trilogy. They were never filmed, and um, it, the design is more or less based on the on the boats that were uh, Normandy. Right. So you know, it was, the right. kind, it was that kind of aesthetic. So I, I would assume that you know, troop carriers are troop carriers, and the design of that wouldn't change much over time. Sure, might have a few refinements, but that'll be about Fair. it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I missed that Lambda class shuttle uh, shape. Uh, 
coming down landing, but maybe we'll get one of those eventually. Um, oh, it's also one of my favorite ships of all time. I love yeah. my Imperial ships. They're oh, beautiful, right? yeah. They're gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, so, um, we, you know, this, this, this situation uh, leads to us. Okay, now we learn that what's her name's alive? Fennec Shand. Yeah. Um, we learned that not only did Boba Fett find her uh, in the end of that episode back in season one, but he saved her uh, by replacing her abdomen with robotics yeah. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Like That's kind of how Dengar survived after his yeah. crash. crash. I don't know. So I don't don't know. Um, there is one kind of kinds of thing that's bugging me about the whole thing though. I mean, there was you know, the sounds and all that uh, you know, as he approached Fennec Shands, made you uh, think Boba Fett and all that, but the sounds those kinds of sounds are associated with his armor which he didn't have. So why is the, you know, was that just dramatic effect as in the uh, spurs? I, I thought I thought it was just spurs. I thought, I thought he was wearing spurs. That was all you know, the so, yeah, sound. Also, also the electronic hum of his armor. In the scene as well. Yeah, I don't know. But he hasn't got his armor. It was, uh, mm. it was, you know, it was elsewhere at the time. So, you know, it was kind of like, why does he sound like the armor when he's not actually got the armor? Well, because it because it was an Easter egg. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they were they were they were tipping you off. That's why. Um, uh, yeah, it's proved right. I don't want like no, it can't be Boba Fett. I don't know. Well, you know, you listen to those sounds on the uh, Cantina scene in the special edition. It's the exact same sounds. Uh-huh. I had to and go back and watch that episode again just to uh, refresh me. The, the gunslinger. Um, it was just like two seconds at the end of that episode, which wasn't a great episode. But yeah. um, no, but I also couldn't remember how. Uh, what's her name? Fennec Shan. Uh, how yeah. she? I could for the life of me, I couldn't remember how um, what happened to her stomach. But then I had to rewatch right. it, and then of course it was the uh, the Toro the shot her in the gut. Yeah, yeah, shot him, shot her in the gut. But like I said, the, for be- the, the best character on Mandalorian so far, by the way, Toro. Oh yeah, hands down. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's a, he was a jackass. He got what he deserves. I like Fennec Shand. No, I mean Mi'kma. Oh, she's good. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. She's a good character, but uh, yeah, we need we need to use her more. But mm-hmm. when they showed her stomach, though, I I literally laughed. The robotic out. stomach. I was. I, just I like, lol. What? Yeah, I was like, yeah, come yeah. on, like really. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I thought that was, was yeah, really? But whatever. <laughs> this is this is Star Wars, <laughs> right? So sliced in half. Yeah, if people know, can, get, exactly, if people can can get robotic get legs, <laughs> robotic yeah, hands, yeah. why not robotic yeah. stomachs? Okay, yeah, it's fine, whatever. Jango Fett will uh, show up at the end with a robotic head. (laughs) Or and 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 next to him the head of Jango Fett on a robot body and they fight together as Django and Fett. (laughs) As the Fets. Or uh, Django survives as uh, one of those uh, Boma monks. His head's in a Boma monk. Uh, but one thing uh, I did want to bring up before we uh, move on uh, was a great line that uh, uh, Boba Fett said um, when he questioned him about the armor. When he said, "I'm a simple man making my way yeah, through the he, galaxy," he called back. To yeah, which is what his dad. The said. worst Star Wars movie, but uh, yes, uh, but the granted. famous line. Yeah, but yeah, it was a good line. Um, yeah. Which I, I really, I really like that. That was a nice, uh, nice line. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I like that too. You know, and you know, Boba. It, it was. Hey, he added that touch to it that that turned it like Return of the Jedi. That turned it like Luke saying, "I'm a Jedi like my father before me." Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm a simple man making my way through the galaxy like my father before me." Yeah. Um. So he called back to two movies at the same time. Right. Um. Excellent. It was excellent. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, and um, uh, the one the one thing I, that I absolutely hated about this little part, other than Robo stomach, <laughs> was um. Yeah. When uh when she's when when she said uh or when he said something along the lines of you left her for dead on Tatooine, just like how I was left for dead on Tatooine. I whatever, right? Tatooine. Huh? Yes. And I thought that was a a bit of um a cop out um for him for them doing a flashback showing him oh, escaping. They're, they're saving it. You they're think saving so? it. Uh, yeah, I yeah. hope it does come because I think yeah. that so, moment would have been a perfect moment. A high survived moment. I'm going to talk about that in the prediction section of yeah. the show later. Okay. I think I totally think they're saving yeah. all of that. Okay. I think. I, I hope think you're right this, because this uh, is the introduction of Boba Fett. We're I think we're going to see a lot more of Tremorson as Boba Fett. But I think this this is the introduction of him. But they're doing like a Star Wars style reverse introduction. They're mm-hmm. introducing him at the end of his storyline. And we're going to go back and we're going to fill in all the time, like every second of the time in between that well, we haven't filled in. Is that going to be what the show, the spinoff show is going to be about then, I guess? Like, yeah. Him, yeah, him escaping. Concretely inside, there's not a lot of rumor mill. Mm-hmm. Unless Lucasfilm say there's, there's nothing about it. It hasn't been confirmed. Right. It's like a lot of shows, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many times has. I actually, think, I actually think a lot of it will happen. Sorry. Um, I actually think a lot of it will happen on the Obi Wan show, um, because they're going to be there at the same time, and they're going to be in the desert at like it's it's got to be on the Obi Wan show for sure. He's got to be on there. Um, That just sounds like one of those talk shows. It's the Obi Wan show. Yeah. <laughs> I look. All of my hopes are pinned on the Obi Wan show, brother. As much as I enjoy Mandalorian, it 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 lets me down too at the same time. And I'm just I'm looking forward to that that Obi Wan show and the Cassian Andor show. I hope to God that that still happens. Anyway, um, oh, it's uh, they already started filming it. I'm less enthusiastic about the Cassian Andor. I know. You know, especially know. if he mumbles his way through like he did through Rogue One. I know. Okay, so let's not get into that list now. Let's 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 try to get through this episode. Um. Yeah. Uh, so we get so yeah so now we get the empire showing up and um, you know like like Boba and Mando barely have time to make their deal or not and then they get attacked by stormtroopers and but before this happens there's a moment that has been called out by fans and people on YouTube there is a long distance shot when Mandalorian is running down the hill away from Grogu when he's going to check out who was on that ship that that slave one. Where they they show the top of the hill, and it looks like there's a shadow there standing in front of Grogu. It looks like there's somebody up there on the hill standing in front of Grogu. And theories are running wild about who Grogu talked to when he was in that force field. Mm. And predictions are flying that we're going to see in future episodes flashbacks to this exact moment where there was some Jedi who appeared 
and spoke to Grogu while all this was happening, but they didn't show it on screen in this episode. Um, and and a lot of people seem to think it's going to be fucking a digital warbly um, de-aged Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Right. Oh, um, I don't. I, let's say. Let, let's just tease this. Let, we're going to save our opinions on this until the end of the show in the prediction section. Let's get through the episode. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I derailed this again, but that's a big thing. Anyway, <laughs> um, we get this amazing action segment now, and this is what this this season has been great at every time. And Robert Rodriguez, the famous action director, fucking kills it. <laughs> Uh, storytelling through action something that I love that that's that few directors can pull off um, uh, Fury Road uh, a movie that was really huge a few years ago uh, I think is the greatest example of storytelling through action the story is told through the combat and through the um, the, the stunts rather than through dialogue and and you have to be a master director of action to do that. And Robert Rodriguez does that in this episode. He shows us that Boba Fett is a badass fighter without his armor now, mm-hmm. and he has been and, and he's trained in the ways of fighting of the Tuscan Raiders. He specifically does a bunch of moves with his gaffy stick that we've seen Tuscan Raiders do before in previous canon movies, TV shows. Um, I would say that Gaffey is effective as it is. I mean, it can literally shatter Stormtrooper helmets. That's right. And Robert Rodriguez is so good at showing this in a brutal way. The, the violence is brutal again. Mm. Uh, and, and yes, he shatters these Stormtroopers' helmets, shattering their skulls. Um, and uh, it, it's 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 so fun to watch. It's so superbly <laughs> shot. Can I, can I just... Yep, go ahead. Sorry, I just wanted to throw something in there. Um, when when the uh, stormtroopers first um, first came out of the ship and started attacking, yep. um, I enjoyed watching like the fighting and Boba Fett kicking ass. I thought that was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. But somewhere between Boba Fett and the stormtroopers coming off of the uh, the thing, to me, I um something went wrong here and i'm talking about with the uh with the quality of like the film it, it looked goofy um, for a minute yeah it looked it, yep. to me it looked like a fan I film um, i agree and then for a minute, it did yeah there was a couple of like like shots where they were showing like the stormtroopers and there was like these two white bars to the left and right of the screen which to me made it look like it was like a negative that wasn't processed properly. It wasn't and un- they, was unfinished. Yeah, and they used it anyways. And to me, that brought me out of this this whole sequence. Yeah. And I kept on looking at the screen. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I, I feel like the, I don't know, I guess it was the color grading of this, this whole sequence or something. I yeah. don't know. But um, it took me out it of like it. a high def, look like a high def YouTube video. Yeah, in, in, like I in, said, in minute, yeah. it felt like a fan film. It turned into a fan for a film couple of moment. for a couple of shots. I totally agree. When yeah. stormtroopers were running running up that hill, it was shot a little too brightly. The costumes were a little too clean, mm-hmm. and like it, it looked like a video a video of some some cosplayers running up a hill. Yeah, exactly. For a second, for a second, I it agree. Did. I totally agree. And yeah, um, no, like I said, it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no. That being said. 
said, I still enjoyed the scene. I thought it was a great sequence. Um, right. It's just those, I don't know whose choice was to leave that in there, <laughs> but I thought it well, was a poor decision. And then there was the thing is the action went on and on and on. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was a little long, but I, I, I felt like it was just completely reinforcing the badassness of Boba Fett right. because there was kind of two action scenes, right? First we had gaffy stick Boba Fett showing us, okay, without his armor, he has learned to fight like a Tuscan Raider, mm-hmm. and he is like the baddest ass at that. Right. Um, and we get uh, uh, we'll talk about the stormtroopers as well. I mean, we got to see a few of their little tricks. Not only did we get to see another you know, E-Web Blaster, which we know is a favorite of uh, Moth Gideon, right. but we also got to see the mortars as well. We got to see a mortar stormtrooper. Yep. And, uh, you know, uh, the tactics were quite well done. It, as reminded, well. it, it reminded me of Battlefront. For a minute there too, yeah. uh, the game, the game Star Wars Battlefront. I thought, I thought, okay, the this show just turned into Star Wars Battlefront for this scene right here, because right. they kind of they kind of did that with the cannon fire and then with the g- guys running through the field and um, it just kind of felt like a Star Wars Battlefront se- sequence for a minute there. Okay. And then we um, gotta mention, of course, the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, little yes. nod in there as well. Fennec um, Shand gets a couple of hot moves, right? And then mm-hmm. it reminded me of what was that movie in the '90s that Robert Rodriguez did? Uh, the Machete Machete Kills, probably, or in that that, was, or Planet that Terror. Was like Planet Terror. The Grindhouse stuff is what yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah, that yeah. was like two thousand, two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Fennec yeah. um, um, Shand does from, does that move Mariachi, where she. Sorry. Where she jumps through the air and shoots a stormtrooper at the same time while oh, she's jumping backwards. That was pure El Mariachi. In slow-mo. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. That was pure um, El Mariachi. And then and then this little tribute to Raiders on the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. where she rolls a boulder down a hill and rolls it over a couple of stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Um well, a good use of it. It was loose enough, so it was, you know, use what it, what what terrains around you. It was yeah. loose enough. It was it was a good tactic. It was, you know, it she, was fun. She is one of the best for the reason. Yeah. She can adapt. And, and maybe, maybe her robotic abdomen gave her the strength to do that. <laughs> well, she had to use that leg strength. And let's face it, you won't want to be trapped between Ming Nas where legs you never get up again. She's a strong, she's a strong girl. <laughs> so, like, you know, you got, you, you know, you got air and you got thin and you get pegged down. And then we get to the moment, don't we? Mm-hmm. We get to the moments where the moment, the moment. Boba okay, Fett, yes. Boba Fett, Boba Fett just stumbles across the Razor Crest where the door is open and his armor is just sitting there. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine because I we won't we don't want to fuck around. We want him in the armor, and that's what we get right away. <laughs> we get the second half of the fight where Boba Fett is kicking ass again, but now he's kicking ass with his armor and using every weapon and and his gun and just. Just, just murdering, murdering stormtroopers like nobody's business. It was great. And, seeing the, it was great seeing the knee dart rockets in action. You know, yeah, I loved the knee yeah. rocket was yeah. was the the, the icing on the cake. Yeah, biggest nose about the friggin' knee darts. I mean, I've got a couple of Bandai models, and you have to insert them. You have to insert them because yes. you have to put the models together, and they're a pain in the ass to put in. But it was good seeing them in action, taking out some stormtroopers. I was like, yeah, but a knee rocket action. There's no no parts. He hasn't got weapons. He's got fiber braids and the yeah, uh, 
in his shin guards. He's got he's got you know he's got all kinds. I mean, he is a walking armory when he's in our army. Mm-hmm. Right. Every um, head to toe. The, so the, well, deadly. While this is all going on, uh, Moff Gideon decides to drop the Dark Trooper bomb, which he teased in the previous episode. Uh, four of these Dark Troopers come down, and uh, to me, they look like Cylons, but I've, I've heard all kinds of comparisons. Iron Man. Uh, Iron they Man. They versions. Definitely. Yeah, there was a bit of an Iron Man thing going on, you know, John yeah, Favreau. I, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Favreau definitely had a had a inspiration on the... Um, uh, the effects um, when uh, yeah. when they were flying in because that looks straight Iron Man. Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember. I think it was Iron Man, Iron Man three. Remember when he had all the um, the different Iron Man's uh, suits yeah, and he was yeah, controlling yeah, yeah. them. All of them. Yeah. yeah. To me, that yeah. scene when they were flying in okay. remind me of that. <clears throat> yeah. so, mind you, Favreau like didn't the, direct like that, but. Sentinels. Or did he direct part of I can't remember. You know, those those dark super designs are straight sure. dark forces game. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got I've got yeah. a couple of troopers, uh, yeah. I've got the armor ones and it was great seeing them, you know, as they as they should look and it was just like fantastic. No they real canonized from that game, I think I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. So much so much in the last few years has been from the years being made into canon. And it's so cool yeah. to see some stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's it's so much fan service. It's so much of here's like everything you've ever asked for, fans. We're giving it like everything to you in this show. Yeah. Um, well, um, yes, and and it's yeah. still good because we're getting good creators. We're getting you know, I mean, John Favreau and Robert Rodriguez. Like how like that is a blockbuster, a list movie lineup of a creative team in charge of this episode and it shows it's mm-hmm. a great fucking episode of television um but i'm sorry it, uh i just had to laugh though you know the whole bit when he fires the rocket and takes up both the troop ships an awesome moment yeah 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 on a small he's so honest he's like yeah you know i totally meant that it's like no no i was i meant for the other <laughs> one <laughs> i'm a bit rusty <laughs> Um, that that moment really reminded me of the Rise of Skywalker thing with with Ray and the troop carrier flying away, um, and it was like I don't know why I don't know why visually I didn't like it. I thought like it looked photoshoppy to me, but uh, it was a funny it was a funny line, and I hope they don't do any more of that um, rocket joke, right? Like because uh, what's his name did it. Uh, uh, what's his name? Cobb Van did yeah. almost the exact same thing at, in his episode. Um, this was way cooler than the Cobb Van version, but uh, yeah. kind of the same, kind of the same move, kind of the same joke, right? Almost. The Cobb Van uh, version was more like when uh, Tony fires his Iron Man rockets for the first time at that tank in Iron Man One. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Um, but this, 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 the, the way that that kind of reminds me of it. Things one. Uh, the original Clone Wars miniseries where Yoda takes out a couple of air troop carriers using the force. Oh, he yeah. forces one to the other and he takes them down. Oh yeah. And then so where uh, that that one of the few moments in Rogue One I really love where um Chiris Inway hits the tie, TIE fighter and he hits it so precise it, it takes out the gun that had been blasting the X Wings. Right. Yeah. You know, so you know, I, th- I thought I love the battle that. scenes in Rogue One. 
that's why that's what I love yeah, that movie. The battle scenes are competent, so I'll give them that. Uh, okay, yeah. so let's 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 try to keep trucking through this episode. Um, where were we? Okay, so uh, the dark troopers come down and they definitely just straight up uh, you totally snatch, skipped, snatch. You totally skipped, the, skip? skipped the part. The uh, the Star Cruiser blew up uh, the Razor Quest. That's true. Uh, I, I, is this? Am I in the? Uh, I don't know what the order of, of events is here, but yes. Um, after the troop carriers are blown up by Boba Fett uh, with the rocket from his backpack, mm-hmm. um, uh, y- yeah, Moff Gideon pays us back with a horrifying moment for Mandalorian fans. Yeah. Um, the Razorcrest gets melted from orbit by Moff Gideon's uh, not not Star Destroyer. It's a it's a it's a cruiser. I think it's a heavy cruiser, um, but it's a big uh, Imperial ship, and it evaporates the Razorcrest. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Razorcrest. Yeah. Boom done. Razorcrest. <laughs> <laughs> Boom done. <laughs> um. Uh, you know what? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't. I don't have a problem with the Razor Crest, but I'm not heartbroken because I love what I love about the show is how Jaren levels up. He got it repairs. The amount of beatings it's taken, he gets it yeah. fully repairs, and it's like Muff Gideon's a dick. <laughs> Yeah, that way they really made us care about that ship, right? Because yeah. they they put it in jeopardy constantly, and then they gave us the, that great hero moment after it was fixed up um, when it took on those Tie Fighters. Uh, and yeah, we love this ship, and we've mm-hmm. we've just prayed for it to hold together this whole time, and now it's gone. It's just uh, fucking. Know who I think, you know, can I speak for twelve thousand uh, Mandalorian fans out there? We backed the ra- we backed the Razor Crest. We backed on House Lab in a year's time. We would be receiving a ra- Razor Crest, <laughs> and they do that to us. Sons yeah. of bitches. Yeah, you know who yeah. I really feel sorry for though. All those people who like pre-ordered that Lego uh, Razor Crest set. <laughs> Why? No, now it, it's more valuable now. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> is it? Is, yeah, just, just don't assemble it. it exactly. But all these people who probably put it together, they're like smashing it now. You know who I feel sorry for? Who's that? Uh, everybody who posted an article about how the Razor Crest was in the Rise of Skywalker oh, yeah. final battle scene. There's another thing that's all the Razor Crest out there. We see one in Force Awakens on Taconda, and then we oh, see sure. another one. At the end, it wasn't the it, only type. It was supposed to be the only ship of its kind, right? There's other yeah. ver- other kinds, other ships out there that I'm like sure, it. I'm sure he'll get a replacement. Yeah, if he gets well, a replacement, I, I think I think he got one, and we'll talk about that uh, yeah. later. Um, but um, he's got a Beskar. He's got a Beskar Lance. That's worth some coin. Yeah, he could he could buy a whole fleet of razor. He's not going to sell the Beskar. Come on, yeah. it's like a holy. It's like a holy item to him. Yeah. Don't worry, he won't need to sell that best car, I promise you. Yeah. Anyway. Uh so what happens yeah. next? Yes, the dark troopers descend and mm-hmm. they totally snatch up Baby Yoda. Mandalorian running up there to try to save him in time, doesn't get there in time. Dark troopers fly away with baby Grogu. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, it's heartbreaking. We're we're terrified for poor Grogu. And yeah, who comes who comes who comes swooping along in a hero moment in Slave One, Boba yeah. Fett, yeah. and he's chasing down the dark troopers and he has a lock on them and he can wipe them out. But no, don't do that. We don't want to hurt Grogu, obviously. Yeah. So he just he just follows them up and then he sees the Imperial cruiser and he has this moment of revelation. The Empire's back. What are you talking about? The Empire can't be back. The Empire's back. I'm looking at this Imperial Cruiser kind of dialogue. Um, yeah, so that's it's, a, it's, not, it's not a drug dream. Yeah, it's not dream. a spice dream. Uh, yeah, it's stolen from stolen yeah, from Dune. Stolen from Dune. <laughs> but um, well, uh, what was the spice runner? They mentioned that. Yes, I know. Spice is spice is a thing in Star Wars. Um, yeah, glitter stim. Was one of the main ones, wasn't it? And death sticks. Are death, some... are death sticks made of spice, or is that a, a different? Yeah, drug? yeah, it's the same spice. Yeah, yeah. So you know, they're the word for it. Yeah, they are. Trust me, Star Wars encyclopedia here. There's no <laughs> so... detail I don't pour over. Um... I don't know what I don't know which scene happens first here, but um, we get just like a couple more scenes in this episode, uh, and one of them is where we get uh, Moff Gideon on his Imperial cruiser. And I personally thought there was one bad shot in here, mm-hmm. the shot where Moff Gideon is standing on the bridge of his cruiser. Yes, uh, and when I, in light speed, totally a TV set. Yeah, yes. I like totally felt like a TV set. I to agree, one hundred percent. I I something something to do with the yeah, just like the maybe too high def. Uh, of film quality and the and the set just like too brand new and not you know roughed up enough. I just um, feel that the guy that color graded this episode didn't do a good job. That's why color grading. I think the color grading was off. But I I think like that and that whole thing with the uh, the lines you saw on the edges, like the unfinished, unedited, or un yeah unfinished film looking section. I think that might have been Robert Rodriguez like doing like a. A tribute to like classic Mexican Western films, yeah. like kind of like Tarantino would do. Like sometimes Tarantino will make the film grade all fucky um, because he's actually trying to make it look like the classic films that he loved that kind of mm-hmm. look shitty. I, I felt like maybe that was happening a little bit, right. um, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Well, I'm sure we'll see him talking about that in interviews later on. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, uh, you kind of skipped. You skipped ahead with uh, the whole Moff Gideon thing, but. Um, first they rummage through the, uh, the, the remnants. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know if that happened before yeah, or after. Of the race crest and yeah. he, um, he finds the spear. Yes. We get a scene where he's rummaging through the wreckage of the razor crest and all he finds is the ball, the, ball. the gear shifting ball, yeah. which yeah. represents his bond with baby Grogu. So it's a heartbreaking moment when he finds that and he picks it up because we know how he's hurting, uh, not having Grogu with him now. Yeah. Um, and um, having him in danger in the hands of the Empire. Um, and then the, the other one thing he finds is, of course, the Beskar Spear. Because I, as I told you last episode, that Beskar Spear yeah. is only there so he can have a wicked duel against Moff Gideon with yeah. the Darksaber. Yeah. Um, yeah, which, a... we're, which we're totally looking forward to, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, um, yeah, skipping a little slight bit ahead. Well, uh, yeah. Gideon says about so he's you know if someone's eye out with that. Gideon's gonna lose an eye. Oh, Gideon's gonna lose eye. I'm predicting it now. Yeah. But uh, by the tip of the Beskar spear, that would be cool as hell. Yeah, 
I hope, well, I hope that's true. Well, maybe uh, maybe Grogu has a hand in it. He forced up the uh, dark saber, and then at the same time, maybe hits all him I know is it, it's all fun against till someone losses a knife. Pedro <laughs> Pascal is very well trained in fighting with a spear. We know that from Game of Thrones. Almost everyone's favorite episode of Game of Thrones, where the Red Viper fights the Mountain. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's getting well for him on that occasion. But in Jesus, no, it, it, it probably will not end the same way. But if somebody loses an eye, that's another very similar parallel, isn't it, John? Well, there's, you, there's, you know, there's always someone losing some part of their anatomy and stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. That's how, I think that's got to happen. I, it's usually I, not stomachs, I, I, but. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's something. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, in season three, and he's come back, and he's got like, uh, he's got one of those robotic eyes, kind of like the imperial bad guy in the oh, evil. A Thrones. robot eye that would be dope. Yeah. Yes. Do, you remember, do you remember that imperial officer in the Ewok TV yes. series? He has a robotic yes. eye. Yes. Remember? I hope was- that happens. That would be dope. Mm-hmm. If that was. If his character progression was he becomes more and more like Darth Vader because he's like becoming more and more robotic because he keeps getting yeah. hurt. Yeah, that'd be dope. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we get the scene and where Boba and where Boba Fett and this is important, I think. Um, in this scene, Boba Fett says, you know, um, uh, our deal is not complete. I told you I was going to protect the child. Yeah. Our deal is not complete until I return the child to you. So we know that Boba Fett is down for the rest of this season most yeah. likely yeah uh, and going to be a part of things and slave one and the whole team is going to be together for the rest of this yeah. um which is very exciting um and then we get the scene with moff gideon nope and no nope. go to um is it navarro is it navarro I we can't do that first is. yeah and they uh okay. he goes to visit cara dune and uh okay and basically this kind like, of bugged me did this, this did this bug uh, you guys well, which, they, they want to, yeah, they want to, which, yeah, what's his face? Uh, Bill Bear's character. Yeah. Um, right. Did it bug you guys that Cara Dune is now a marshal of the New Republic after, in that end of that episode, she said, not a joiner, Blue. Sorry. Like, she turned him down. Like, did she join? I don't know. Did we get that? Yes. She said it in this episode. She did said, she? I got to follow the rules. She said, I got rules to follow now from the New Republic because he read the badge to her. Mm. The scene starts with him reading the badge. He says, Cara Dune, Marshal of the New Republic. Right. And she's like, yeah, shrug. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and then she says, yeah, I got to follow the rules now. And he says, but they have the child. And then she's like, okay, fuck the rules then. Yeah. So maybe she's going to leave the New Republic again. Who knows? But mm. um, Or maybe she'll get... Maybe, maybe, maybe. You know, Who knows? As much as the rest of them, I think should bend the rules for that. I mean, there is really monitoring out there. Oops, you know, can't you know? Maybe she could be like you know, support. So anyway, really yeah. And on top of all of that, right? Yeah, we get this extra good news now that we're going to find Bill Burr's character again. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll find some of those other great characters from that episode in season one. Um, maybe maybe all of them will be will be back for the finale. Um, I mean, he was great. I loved that. You know, I, mean, yeah. I was in the shop shooter. That's not saying much. I wasn't a stone trooper, wise ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bill Burr's oh, character was was great. He added a great, like, realistic, gritty kind of feel. And yeah. his his 
his shoulder mounted laser laser blasters were pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, and the fact that you know he got to do impressions as well. What do you? But I guess like? you haven't used a get use a gun gun. I just realized that I guess Zero is gone now too. I was expecting Zero to get fixed and come back at some point. He just got melted by Moff Gideon aboard the Razor Crest. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. R.I.P. Zero. We should have a funeral for him. He was great. Yeah. Richard he's gone out of employment now. So, anyway, now, Kevin, am I now up to the Moff Gideon scene? You are now officially at Moff Gideon. Okay. Okay. So, it's probably the final scene of the episode. Yeah. We see Moff Gideon has Baby Yoda in uh, uh, on his cruiser in uh, a holding cell exactly the same as the holding cell that Princess Leia was in yeah. in Star Wars: A New Hope. I don't know why we have to just like be exactly the same in so many of these scenarios, but fine. Um, he's laying there on the bench exactly the same. Things no, no, are later familiar, on, right? Later on. Yeah, when he walks in, he's fighting off stormtroopers. I don't know why the stormtroopers are doing this. <laughs> He's just playing with them with his with his yeah. mind, which uh, which it I thought was like great. A, it seems like a weird thing, right? Like yeah. there's two stormtroopers where he's using the force and he's smashing them against the walls. He's smashing them together, yeah. and then there's two stormtroopers standing behind him, just standing there. They're just kind of, I guess, like laughing at them, right? Yeah, the kind of entertains all these like they don't get much entertainment being stormtroopers. It's goofy again. It reminds me of a scene like from The Force Awakens. Where like Kylo Ren would be like mess like just being goofy on a on a Imperial starship, mm. um, and it it, it kind of felt like that to me, um, which is fine. It was it's fun. Um, but then we get oh, you yeah. oh, yeah, just smashing the two guards on the sides of Palpatine and Sith. <laughs> yeah, I mean they 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 immediately turn their spears towards Yoda, and Yoda just goes <laughs> splat there against the wall, unconscious. Yeah, and uh, you know, Sidious doesn't miss a speech. Master Yoda, I was expecting you. <laughs> Not kind of like what have you done to be guards? Like my my highly trained the, my my little green friend yeah. line is yeah yeah that's the I've one been of, waiting for this a long time. My little green friend, I know. My little green friend. So anyway, Mo- Moff Gideon just kind of laughs because he knows that maybe Grogu is going to get exhausted from using the Force, and he does. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of collapses on the bench, and he looks like Princess Leia in the same position. Um, and then Moff Gideon kind of taunts him, and he's like, "Oh, you want this? The dark saber?" Um, to- and waves it in his face, kind of reminiscent of the Empire of the Emperor in Return of the Jedi saying to Luke. Oh, you want this uh, about his lightsaber? Mm. Um, maybe Moff Gideon thinking about tempting Baby Grogu to the dark side here, because he says you're not ready to play with such things yet. Yeah. He says yet, so maybe he's got a plan there. We, who knows? Um, but uh, you know, just teasing the villainy of Moff Gideon here, uh, calling kind of back to Palpatine or Darth Vader a lot with this character. Yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely got that imperial arrogance going yeah. for him. It's going to be his own And then we we, we stun Baby Yoda to sleep yeah. with that same stun setting that we saw in uh, A New, New Hope, Hope that that, the, that they yeah. used on Princess Leia. Yeah. Um, well, one of the few occasions Stormtroopers actually hit the target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
when they, well, yeah, that's true. They hit when they're when, when they're on stun. Yeah, when they're stun, because it's trick. like a wide. It like the beam goes out wide and like circular instead of like it's like easier to hit that way. It's like a spread shot, like a shotgun instead of like a like a rifle. I'm getting all technical about how blasters work now. <laughs> it's very important. But, yeah, you know something. You know, I'm I'm sure there's more than a few parents today which they have a stun setting gun. <laughs> yeah, when the kids uh, are playing. Right. So anyway, we yeah. end with this terribly sad scene. Baby putting the Roku cuffs. is in is in binders. Uh, Star Trek, Star Wars handcuffs, yeah. um, which for some reason have like. Like uh, like they're lit up inside. <laughs> well, they're uh, they're um, they're held together with like electricity or whatever, right? Right, right. A force field so, handcuffs, yeah, some kind of thing like that. Um, so da 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 da. Um, so that was the episode. Sorry, maybe stun cuffs. Yes. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they have a stun effect. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I thought it was a fantastic episode. Um, John Favreau, Robert Rodriguez. Um, how can you go wrong? Uh, they pulled it off. It was great, and I I give it a nine point <coughs> five out of ten. Okay. And um, I'll let Kev go next and give a rating before we move on. Yeah, to, um, uh, I wasn't. Back. Huh? <laughs> uh, I wasn't as into this episode as you. I don't think. Um, oh. yeah, no, like I said, there was a bunch of things that, uh, I was, I was like, I, I, I was verbal about earlier, yeah. uh, that kind of like took me out of this episode. Um, and I don't know, I, I kind of feel like, like, um, when you were talking about the Ahsoka episode and you're like complaining about all the little things, the details, um, visual stuff. Yeah. Which I didn't catch, but this one, I caught all these little visual details right. and it, just kind of took me out of it um i did love i do love the fact that uh boba fett is back i just want them to show me that 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 sequence that that flashback of him yeah living uh escaping the the, yeah. the sarlacc pit so um yeah. yeah no i'm definitely giving this uh this week um a little bit lower uh i'm gonna go like 6.57 mac <laughs> hello mm. I definitely yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 okay. I, I can't be I can't be that cynical on it you know apart from yeah there was a few shots that were a bit out of place and all that but you know return of fact you know slave water action you know he got the whole yeah I'd probably give it a nine point five it okay. was probably got a ten except the kills the blow up the razor crest that's just yeah. doesn't well with me at all damn them. <laughs> The tragedy. Yeah, that was, a, that was the tragedy. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Definitely was. You think he's going to get slave too? I, I hope not because that is just a <laughs> box. It is bowling shoe ugly. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want that hideous monstrosity to be. Uh, and, uh, all right, the Razor Crest kind of look like an eagle one from Spaceballs, yeah. but still better than slave bloody two. Oh, God no. I mean, if he gets something similar to the Jester's Legacy that was in the Bounty Hunter computer game, I wouldn't be adverse to that. You know, but, you know, as long as it's not going to be a HasLab exclusive as well. Look, Mac, I don't think it's going to matter because I think the replacement for the Razor Crest is already there. I think we're just going to get Slave 1. I think, 
Uh, here's my big prediction. Uh, Boba Fett is going to die at the end of this season. Uh, he's going to sacrifice himself to fulfill his deal with the Mandalorian. You've completed me. And I think what we've seen here is the completion of Boba Fett's story arc when he gets his armor back and he's and he's that super powerful version of himself again. But he's like an old guy and maybe his adventuring days are coming to an end. Maybe this is the completion of his story and maybe the sacrifice he's going to make to save baby Yoda is going to also level up the Mandalorian again and hand off slave one to him because both that's not going to need it anymore because he's gone. Um, I think that we're going to see a lot more of Tamar Morrison, like I said, as Boba Fett. But I think we're going to see this Boba Fett that we got teased in this episode. This Boba Fett that became the badass desert fighter with the gaffy stick. I think we're going to see the creation and the formation of that version of the character. And I think the reason we got this amazing long action sequence was showing us, like, trying to get us excited for Boba Fett without the armor because we're going to watch seasons of television now, starting with the Obi-Wan series, probably that show us first of all, him, how he survived the Sarlacc and then, and and then what he did the entire time. And it looks like he probably lived among the Tusken Raiders and trained in their fighting style. Um, and, and they, they probably saved him, but we don't know yet, but I think that's what we're going to see anyway. And, um, I think that, yeah, like like I said, like Mandalorian always levels up, right? Uh, and so the destruction of the Razor Crest to me is just a tip off. He's about to level up in a, again in the ship, and and what more perfect ship? Like like you want to sell toys, right? So it's the coolest damn ship in Star Wars history. If you put this on the show, you're gonna it's just gonna be hugely popular and fantastic for the show. Mm-hmm. So that's my prediction. Um, that. Din Djarin is going to become the new owner of Slave One, and it's going to be because Boba Fett is going to sacrifice himself, which is going to be foreshadowing for the end of the entire series, which you know, Kev, I've predicted many times. Din Djarin is going to sacrifice himself, and then Grogu is going to pick up the helmet, just mm-hmm. like Boba Fett did when his father died in front of him. Right. Um, I think that's going to be the end of this whole series. Anyway, that's my prediction, my big prediction. I'm going to let Kev talk next. Talk about uh, what you think of my predictions, if you want, but also talk about how you feel about the return of Boba Fett because it's something you've been waiting for for a long time. Yeah, no, uh, I love seeing uh, Boba Fett in action there. Um, I love seeing why his character was... Uh, okay, so... In Star Wars, uh, um, uh, sorry, Empire Strikes Back, we didn't really see Boba Fett in action, like fighting. Uh, in Return of the Jedi, he basically died at the beginning of the film. We never saw what makes Boba Fett such a fucking badass until now, and that's what I really appreciate about this whole that whole scene um, with him with the. Uh, sorry, I don't know the name of the uh, the sand gaffy stick. The I gaffy think it stick. Is. Um, with the whole gaffy stick, like I thought that was fucking amazing when he was like smashing helmets and smashing armor, like that was great. So it was yep. great to see finally see oh, and him actually use the fucking missile too, because uh, yep. <laughs> that's the one thing. Like when we yep. were kids, we were pre-ordering this uh, 
this thing through Kenner Toys uh, with a, a missile that comes out. But of course, when we got the toy, the fucking missile didn't come out because dumb, stupid kids were shooting their eyes out and swallowing the, <laughs> swallowing the fucking missiles and shit. So when we finally got our toys, these things didn't fire. And we're like, what the hell? When these are supposed to fire. And now it we're finally see. Yeah, exactly. Now you've got the vintage collection version. I mean, I've got one. But oh, does it actually... shoot? Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. it does, but I won't know because it's one of the few fingers I've actually kept in the packaging because it came in a mail away case. So, oh yeah, fair <laughs> enough. But then it, I have got another version of Boba Fett three point seven five that does fire a missile. Okay, like There's I, I even have like the uh, the Black they Series were... six inch figure, but I'll never know because I've never opened it. <laughs> right, I'll, so I'll, I've got that. I've got the prototype one, and yeah, I've got so the I... versions. You name a version of Boba Fett, I've got it. Yeah, fair enough. I've got, I've got some really bizarre stuff in my collection. I've got Buddha Fett, for instance. I've got a Buddha Fett. Mm-hmm. That's funny. It's just great. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just this little statue. So, but yeah, as so far, um, as a far lot as of predictions. People... I feel I don't know uh, if you're gonna. You, it, it sounds uh, like it could happen, like with him taking over the Slave One. But I personally would rather see him get another Razor Crest. Uh, I did the Razor Crest. Yeah, yeah, I would rather see him get another Razor Crest personally, because to me it's just like there's that whole confusion of especially when this show, this show was like uh, first coming out coming into air, where people are like, "Oh, is it is this is this Boba Fett?" No, it's not Boba Fett. It's a different character. Now you're gonna throw him in the Slave One, and people are gonna be like, "Yeah, this is fucking Boba Fett." <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd rather see him in 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 the Razor Crest again. Uh, hopefully, he gets another Razor Crest. So, um, but yeah, we'll as far see. as predictions, uh, I would like to see Luke Skywalker be the one that reaches out to him. Uh, yes. Other than that, um, yeah, I'll I'll pass the mic to Mac to Mac. Let me just say. Let me just add for quickly first. What's great about that whole Force field scene mm. is that. We can write whatever we want. We can call back to this whatever we want. We can we can we can write a scene where he talks to Luke. We can write a scene where he talks to Ezra. We can write a scene where he talks to the ghost of Yoda. We can talk we can write a scene where he where he talks to anybody mm-hmm. and we can write multiple people, right? Like we can go back there again and again and again because we don't know what happened that entire time and it was a long time he was in there so um like i said like i originally predicted it was going to be like a force back vision where he saw like the past or future or stuff what like that like that but i think instead it's going to be like who did he reach out to it could have been luke skywalker for sure um it could have been multiple people eat too so i like it'll be interesting to see how they how they reveal that anyway um uh mac uh your reactions your predictions um before we wrap up well like i I don't want it to be luke i don't want it to be luke okay okay i think skywalker kind of thing is kind of done so it could be another uh, surviving jedi we know there's a few Uh, it could be ezra ezra ezra's a good, good call i mean I think I, I think we're definitely going to see him eventually. What, what if what if Ezra and Grogu both were part of the Foundling Academy that uh, Luke starts up and they're killed by Kylo and the Knights of Ren? Maybe you know, maybe that could be their case. Um, sure. Oh, the other oh, position. Someone said Mace Windu. That Mace Windu survived. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, you know what? I love, I love him, but I don't know if I want to see that happen. That was my no. other prediction was Mace. I would like to see Mace too. George Lucas just likes the idea, but I don't think it'd be a good idea. I think sometimes characters just have to stay dead. Yeah, I don't want them to bring back everybody who they could possibly bring back who's dead. Yeah. Um, well, maybe, you know, it's uh, another Jedi that survived the page. We know yeah. in Legends that Quinlan Voss did. I think there's a high chance that we'll see the characters from the from the um, that video game, The Fallen Order. Carl Sestus. Yeah, or that or that other character, the uh, the female Jedi kind of protector character who's in that game too, mm. the Quite black possibly. character. Oh, um, her, yeah, yeah. Okay, I forget her name. Oh, yeah. The one that yeah. was on the ship with him. Yeah, yeah, I forget her name right now. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, That's right. She is. She she would be alive in this timeline too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So uh, predictions. Yeah, I think Boba will die. It'll be sad, like, but you know, at least he'll get a definitive death this time, and not just did he survive the sad. He'll get an amazing heroic death, right? Yeah, yeah, he'll get an amazing send off. I'm not too sure. I think maybe Gideon will survive the third one with an eye missing or something else missing. You know. He won't get his uh, Gus Fring bit moment until season three or four or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be in the seconds for a while. Another prediction I've got is um, if Gideon is sticking around, if we do see Thrawn, you know, with the mention of Thrawn and all that, yeah. Because also be bearing with the EU because a lot of Imperial warlords fought against each other to who was going to have the throne once the Emperor yeah. was dead. And of course, at this point, Palpatine is still dead. He's in a test tube somewhere, so you know you could have it could have Gideon's forces be thrones, and they caught in the middle. I have a feeling the final shot of this season. I think your prediction is probably right. I have a feeling the final shot of this season may be a shot of Thrawn's fleet, mm-hmm. and like it's and it's massive, um, and maybe a shot of Thrawn himself. But but Thrawn, um, Thrawn on the Chimera, uh, yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. But more importantly, how many ships he has, which is probably going to be a lot. I think. Right. Um, what, what I like to call the V reveal, you know. But but how do you feel? You you've been waiting for the you've been waiting for the return of Boba Fett. You've been waiting for the return of Boba Fett for decades now. How do you feel now that you've finally seen it? It wasn't satisfying to you. Oh, it was extremely satisfying. We have waited a long okay. time. Well, not only Fat to be alive, but to see him really kicking ass in canon. And it's being done. And no more will you hear, oh, Boba Fett's lame. He got taken up by a blind man. Oh, Boba Fett's no longer Mandalorian. That's one thing we did touch on as well. Not only is Boba Fett Mandalorian, but also Jasta Mareel is now canon. Yes. He's in the chain code. Jasta Mareel is the found Django, raised him on Concord Zone, raised him as a Mandalorian. Django fought in the Mandalorian Wars against the uh, real Mandalorians, which is one reason why uh, Prime Minister Arvok was lying his ass off. I mean, he was lying his ass off to Obi-Wan the entire time. But let's face it, he was such a early snob. He didn't see Django as a uh, Mandalorian at all, but he was. That's why we're. That's why you're here, brother, for your your Clone Wars deep cuts as well as your oh, Boba Fett. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there we go. Jasta Marie was 
Justin Muriel, who's one of my favorite action figures, I've got him and Montross, two very rare Mandalorian figures to get from Hasbro. And that guy, you know, he's even been one of my alt accounts on Facebook when I've been banned until he got Zuckboxes there. That was what that's what we used until I got this one. And um, it's so great to see Justin Muriel in canon and the fact killed that by Death Watch, if I'm not, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was betrayed by Montross. Mm. Um, in an ambush, and uh, that that was that was a uh, part of a comic book. You got when you played the bounty hunter game, you actually got pieces of a comic book as you completed it, and you got yeah. the whole story in a digital That's... comic book, which was great. Yeah, um, and uh, fun fact: Montrose's voice was done by none under than Clancy Brown, who was in the first season of Mandalorian, and the voice of Savage and Opress. And of course, uh, people of our age will remember him as Kagan. In Highlander. Mm. Oh, yeah. He was one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh, Highlander is one of the greatest movies of all time. I was watching it recently after Sean Connery passed. Uh, it was, you know, it's still fantastic. Mm. So, anyway, brother, um, are, are you done? I, 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 is there anything you want to add before we wrap up? Is any more predictions? Any more thoughts about the return of, man, uh, the return of Boba Fett? <laughs> Just, I uh, just hope we get to see a lot more kick ass kicking before he finally goes to that great yeah. fucking this guy, you know, mm-hmm. to the fields of Mandalore or whatever, you know, because they are like space Vikings. I know. predict a lot more ass kicking, and I also predict uh, the return of the night owls uh, to save mm-hmm. some asses in the in the final battle. Um, and you know what? I I think I think what we're going to go now for the next two episodes is a rescue plot. Very similar to uh, the rescue plot to rescue Princess Leia uh, in A New Hope. Um, I, I think we're going to lose another mentor in the in the form of Boba Fett, um, and then our and then our our, our heroes are going to escape on Slave One with Baby Grogu. I'm not sure. We'll see. Uh, just had me salivating at the thoughts of Boba Fett and Bo Katan fighting side by side. Oh, <sighs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a sweet and, spot. And and that duel with the dark saber and the Beskar spear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, and, yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and, and and will even Ahsoka arrive when Bo Katan arrives? Will Ahsoka be with her? Uh, like, come on! Like, well, so, I hope, I hope so, this so, last you know, episode's like an hour long. That's what I have to say. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I hope mm-hmm. they just throw the kitchen sink at us. Mm-hmm. I hope it. It's, yeah, yeah, and, and, it's, and this it's this show this show is good at that. I think it's likely, but anyway, uh, folks, fellas, I think we've said a lot, and I, I actually have to wrap us up very soon here. So, um, all right, anybody have any final thoughts, Kev, before we uh, before we close this this shop up for the night? Uh, final thoughts. Uh, looking forward to Friday, um, new yeah. episode. Um, <clears throat> just looking forward to seeing where we go from here and yeah uh that's yeah i can't really think of anything else off the top of the head uh mac uh, johnny mac from uh ninja penguins geektastic fun page on facebook and from uh always be yourself unless you can be boba fett on facebook yep. um, i'm talking like you because of legends of geek you are as well thank you yeah. thank you brother for joining us once again uh, we always appreciate talking to you, mm-hmm. and it was important to talk to you about this uh, this groundbreaking, important historic episode. Yes. Um, so, 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 really appreciate it. Um, oh. Any final thoughts before we before we close? Uh, 
No, I've just been basking in the glory of, you know, Fetz, Mandalorian, Fetz, kicking ass. It's just kind of like sucker haters. <laughs> uh, just in full smoke modes. It's just a great time to be a Fett fan. It really it's is. It's a good time. It is a good time. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally so... with you guys. I'm totally with you guys. Um, I'll, 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 I guess maybe more with, with Mac uh, on this. Um, mm-hmm. I think the return of Boba Fett uh, was well handled, well done, and uh, yeah. is bu- is building for the future of Star Wars story- storytelling. I just wish and, uh, uh, Tamara hit the gym a little bit before he... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> there is the whole Boba <laughs> Fat controversy. He's not leave alone like those. I know he's like sixty, right? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I think it, yeah. I think it's silly. Of it's course, he's, a, he's an older guy. Yeah. Uh, decades uh, ad padding. But there is also That's the argument that he was already wearing a lot of clothes. He was wearing a lot of stuff. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was wearing I mean, a lot of yeah. robes and stuff True. as well. True. <laughs> and you know what? We're we're all big dudes, and and we all yeah. we all know that if we had Beskar armor, we'd be just as badass as him. So, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. You know what? Let's you let let's not let's not add to the hate. Let's he's just. Kept, just no, I wasn't hating. I was just, I was just poking a little bit. Let's let a player play. <laughs> we can all let, let, let a player all play. Dad, fat, can't we? No, Dad let's face fat. it. We'll get away with it. We don't have to be skinny guys. No, we're no, of course not. The, the Boba Fett. No, we can that's do right. this. Yeah. That's right. Mandalorians comes in all shapes and sizes, folks. That yeah. is the lesson for Indeed. this this week. But before we wrap up tonight, Kevin, are there any questions in the chat or on um, the phones? Let's see. Uh, caller uh, number two. That's the end. Uh, unfortunately. No. <laughs> 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 unfortunately, Miss Jackson. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, Miss Jackson. That is, that is all for episode sixty-three of Twelve for this podcast. Yeah. Thank you, Mac. Thank you, DJ Kevy Kev. Thank you for listening. If anyone is out there listening, uh, please drop us a line, drop us a comment, drop us a message. Uh, let us know what you think about any of this, and uh, let us know that you're listening. And we do appreciate you, mm-hmm. and we do thank you. Uh, but um, you know, that being said, I think we're going to uh, close off tonight and just chill. Till the next episode. <sighs> Till the next episode. Good Hello. job. Back on again, guys. So hopefully, you're there. Talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mac. Sounds good.